Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Internet Friends, a podcast where two friends who met on the internet get together and talk about life. Um, I'm your host, Colleen Nielsen. And I'm Charlotte Turner. And uh, how you doing, Charlotte? Uh, a lot better. Um, you may have noticed we took a week off last week. I was a little bit overly optimistic as to whether I would be able to do a recording right after having my wisdom teeth removed. There was no way. <laughs> um I'm sort of only barely now at the point where I can sort of hold a conversational talk for an extended period of time without being really uncomfortable. And even then, it's still after a while, if I push myself too much during the day or if I talk too much, I still have a little bit of aching and swelling and pain. So we're only just now at the point, and this is the day before this goes live. This is almost two weeks post-surgery. Tomorrow is two weeks on the dot. Um, so yeah, only just getting to the point where it's okay. But I'm through it. It was shit. I'm very glad that I decided to get all four of my wisdom teeth out at once because I would not want to do that again for the other two at some point. It was a good call on my part. But I told you, yeah. yeah. Once you're in, you just want to do it all. Yeah, and it was miserable, but we're through. And I'm eating some soft foods now. Like I'm allowed to chew food again. That was the biggest step forward. That was the most exciting piece of news when I was allowed to have pasta again. Um, but having pasta and noodles has significantly changed my life. Having just soup and mashed potato was really miserable for a full week. Um, but yeah, we're back. Sorry we took a week off. That was not anticipated, but I was just way too uncomfortable to do anything other than that. I, um, when I got mine done, even though like it was really painful, I just started eating solid food after like three days. Yeah, see, I'm really paranoid when it comes to healthcare stuff. So like I really didn't want to break the rules i wanted to be really good and make sure that i actually was like okay Um, i i can't i'm just like someone who cannot survive on just soup like it i i by like day three i was ready to fucking kill someone so i i was like i i would take my my food and i'd use my two front teeth and i'd chew so slowly just so i could have like something that tasted good (laughs) i did do that like there was some stuff that required like a tiny bit of chewing i think day four because I ended up staying with my parents for like five days after because I was just too weak and like pain and full of pain to go back to the flat and look after myself. So I stayed where mum and dad could baby me. Um, and they made salmon for dinner one night and that was like soft enough for me to like just chew it by mashing it against the roof of my mouth and swallowing it. Um, and that was mm-hmm. like a treat because I'd been having soup stirred through mashed potato to make it taste more interesting for like days but to be fair like the first few days you don't want to eat anything and even now like I struggle to convince myself to eat food sometimes because it's such a mess around having to like rinse the nooks out and running the risk of having something caught in there and like all going south like I'm still having to convince myself to eat food regularly yeah I didn't have that many issues with that um personally I, I like competed in a musical theater competition like five days after my surgery which is like singing and dancing how which was hard yeah uh, yeah it like I, I, like the pictures i'm like very chipmunky but i'm basically just like high on t3 the whole time so that was like it was totally i just like rolled with it <laughs> yeah not even pain meds would have been able to make me do that like i could barely talk on day I five feel like I feel like 14-year-old me was a lot stronger than 25-year-old me. Yeah, I do wonder whether it's like the older you get, the worse it is to have 
done kind of a thing. Because when I was talking to Samford about it, he said that he was like, he felt fine the next day. He's like, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be all good. The next day you'll be, oh. you'll feel like, okay. And I was like, I felt like a bus had hit me the next day. I was just like, no, nah, I couldn't. Yeah, that's not true. No, I, I felt like a bus had hit me. I like, I, it got to the point where I was like f- the next day afterwards, I was like falling asleep in class because I was still so hype, ha- like, hopped up on drugs and like my teachers were like waking me up with like drool all over me it was so Mm. bad I was like I don't even know I'm here yeah it was not good so it took like four or five days for me to feel like a human again and that was the point where I moved back into the flat and it's been a slow progressive stage of improvement from there I feel mostly normal now it's still like achy and a bit Mm -hmm. sore if I do too much but I feel mostly normal mentally I feel normal which is Mm -hmm. the most important part really well, I just had a major surgery by proxy in my life. Yeah, little boy. <laughs> yeah, my, and when I say by proxy, I mean my dog just got surgery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Suki tore his CCL back in January, and uh, we initially, it was like just a partial chair, and they thought maybe with rest it might like improve, um, and then it didn't improve. So uh, we finally like, booked in and we got him a tplo surgery which is basically where they drill a hole into his tibia and like take that bone fragment and put it into the kneecap to make it so that you he doesn't need a ligament anymore that's my understanding Mm, it makes me cringe (laughs) yeah that's like my very basic understanding from my kiwi vet that i had who was from oh, auckland yeah, i forgot about that part of it yeah <laughs> yeah he uh yeah so my kiwi vet but he that's kind of like how he explained it to me but yeah so he had that done on wednesday so almost a week ago now and um i yeah he's been so miserable i feel really guilty like like I have major dog mom guilt because I'm like I know this is going to be better for you in the long run but you look so sad and pathetic right now with your little shaved turkey leg yeah it's kind of hard with animals because you can't explain what's happening to them you can't be like this is better for you if I do this you'll be in less pain later trust me um but yeah you just can't explain that to them they just you just got to do it but he's already like significantly better than he was um like when he I first got him like he's already starting to be able to put a little bit of pressure onto his leg he's like got all of his energy back and so he's healing pretty fast do you think that he actually had the injury when you got him no oh okay yeah no because he could like run and jump and he was like jumping on furniture when we first got him and then and like we could so but according to my the vet I thought it was like it was like a, a sport related injury or like a jumping related injury or like we had done something to make mm-hmm. it so that he had hurt himself. But apparently in his type of breed and like in a lot of small dogs, it's more of a like de- degenerative degenerative degenerative. I think yeah. is the word mm-hmm. uh, like basically like the ligament deteriorates over time. And so he's pretty sure that's what happened and that's what caused it to snap and that it would have snapped regardless. Okay, well, that must have made Um, you feel heaps better because I can imagine the guilt associated with how you've been feeling over it. Yeah, and he says that um, because he got it in the one leg, like the chances of it happening in the other leg is um, a lot lower. But Oh, interesting. yeah, apparently it like usually only happens in one leg. That's what he was telling me. He was like, you've got like a 25% chance that it'll happen in the other. Hmm. But um. Yeah, so he, 
Um, and when he had opened up his knee, he he was like, oh yeah, no, the 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 entire ligament had snapped by the time. So there was like a clean severing too. There was like no ligament left basically. And so I'm glad that we did it, but Poor hopefully he'll boy. be able to like go on. Wa- I haven't been able to walk him all year basically because mm. he's been on strict bed rest. So I'm really excited. I get to take him for his first walk in like 10 months um, tomorrow or not tomorrow. Sorry. At, at the two week mark. That's going to be really fun. Yeah. So I'm excited to get him to start to be a little bit more active again because I miss being able to walk him every day Mm, gets you out of the house for a little bit yeah but yeah that's it that's my life right now should we do our whole like what are you watching listening to etc thing yeah because I actually have new things to talk about because it's been like two weeks (gasps) oh my goodness that's exciting what about you so (laughs) do you have anything new to talk about because it's normally you that doesn't really have anything new going on um, I have like a couple of things. Yeah, I think I, I think I can. Okay, this is good. Look okay, so what are you currently? <laughs> <laughs> what are you currently listening to? Um, I'm currently listening to Mac Miller a lot again. Um, mm. I had been listening to it a lot um, after Circles came out, the posthumous album, um, which was really sad, um, but took a break from it for a little while i listen to mac miller every once in a while anyway but like i've been listening to it a lot this week um listening to it listening to him a lot this week um yeah just a, a good classic very beautifully produced good music wait i remember was it the last episode that i was telling you about the miley cyrus covers did you listen to them I listened to a couple of them i think it was a couple of episodes ago i think yeah they were really good yeah the one she does of um, Heart of Glass is so good. I um, It made me go back and listen to the ones that she did like seven years ago as well, which was a oh, nice yeah. little walk down memory lane. Lilac Wine and... Uh, Jolene. Yeah, Jolene. So good. Mm. Yeah, Mac, Mac, Mac Miller's a classic. Mm-hmm. For sure, um, which I didn't really get into after until after he died, which is like devastating for me but maybe a little bit easier on my on my heart because if he died while I was really into his music it would have been a really devastating thing for me I think yeah that's fair um Ariana Grande just came out with a new album did she yeah it's called positions and it's very sexual apparently hmm like a lot of like I think there's like there's a, a song that's called like 69 but it's not called 69 it's like a math equation that adds up to 69 hmm um, I don't cute. really listen to Ariana Grande, but I have been listening to. Um, so Sean Mendez came out with a new single called Wonder. I think I talked about it a couple weeks ago, um, but yeah. he just dropped a second signal single for the album with Justin Bieber. Of all people. Uh, yeah. And it's called Monster. And it's like it's all about um how like especially like and i think it's something that's very particular to like young male pop stars specifically um because both of their careers are very similar they started when they were like 15 Mm. but the whole song is like if um if i if you put me on this pedestal and then um and then i fuck up like does that make me a monster basically and that's like the whole song it's really good Mm. and his new album drops next week I'm pretty sure December 5th <clears throat> and I'm I'm actually really excited for it because I think Sean Mendez is really cool. 
I yeah. like his music. I've never really listened to his music. Maybe I need to add that to my list of things to go and explore. But I did see photos popping up of the two of them together. And this makes sense now. Like I saw a couple of photos mm-hmm. on Instagram and I was like, he's grown up a lot. Like last time I saw photos of him and like registered that it was him, I think it was maybe three years ago. And he's now at the age where like he changes a lot in the span of like a couple of years. Right. Yeah. Also, Sean Mendes low key is a fucking babe. Yeah, he's gorgeous. Like, yeah, like he, him, and like Harry Styles are like two of my like major celebrity crushes. Even though like Sean Mendes is a little young for me, he's like a little three, three. He's three years younger than me. Oh, can we pause for a second? Someone's calling me, and I don't know who it is. Okay, sure. I can't remember. Oh, I think I was talking about Sean Mendes and how he's young. Yeah, I, I don't show He's quite a lot younger than me. He's probably he's obviously less younger than, than you. He, you're he's nineteen ninety eight, so he's, he's the three same years age younger as, than me. He's the same age as my brother. Yeah, see, like that's <laughs> that's that's, okay that's too. Yeah, that's that's the line, right? Yeah, he's five years younger than me. Yeah, um, four years four four years younger than me. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to give his. Um, his album a listen when it comes out i really liked his last album which i wasn't really expecting like he because he was not someone who was ever really on my um on my radar but then when uh his uh album came out in 2019 his like self-titled 2019 yeah his self-titled album it ended up being in my like spotify most played albums of the year okay which i didn't yeah which i was not expecting but he's got some really cool like songs on there. How about what are we reading? Oh yeah, I'm currently reading "They're There" by Tommy Orange, which is our book club pick uh, for this month, and uh, the call is on Sunday. So I just started it today. This yeah. break, I need to. Um, I've read like four pages of it. I need to actually properly <laughs> read it. I need to like get into it so that I'm ready for the call. The call is early Monday morning for me. It's like 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. or something. And I have my follow-up appointment with the surgeon right before. So it's going to be a bit touch and go as to whether I can make it to the call this week or not. But I will try my best. But I do need to read the book. Yeah, it's so far so good. It's like, I, I've only read like 20 pages. Yeah, I can't. Obviously, I can't speak to it either because I've read like barely anything. Um, um, but we also, I guess I could say this on here. Um, I just announced what the um, next... 11 books we are going to be reading for the book club next year on my Instagram and I have a little Instagram highlight saved right now that talks about the 11 different books that we're going to be reading in 2021 which I cannot believe it's almost 2021 I'm still like my mind is still blown on that one yeah it's slightly frightening but yeah so 2021 is coming but yeah and we picked all of them and I didn't tell you this but Kat and I have already got six books picked for 2022 (laughs) of course you do because we just keep coming up with topic ideas that we think are really good or we see books that we're like oh this would be an amazing topic to cover in the book club but then like there's only so many books that we can Mm -hmm. read in a year so we've already expanded it we've already started our list for 2022 which is is, kind of incredible (laughs) yeah but I'm really really excited about next year's ones I think I'm most excited for um, the books that we picked for the um, intersectionality between LGBT and race issues um, because we're doing Felix Ever After and um, All Boys Aren't Blue and those two are the ones I'm like the most excited to read. Yeah. Um, is it Most Boys Aren't Blue? Oh, aren't 
all boys aren't blue. All blue, yeah. Or not all boys are blue. Yeah. Or- that one I've seen a lot of people talking about over the last six months in particular. And I think that's probably the one I'm the most excited about on the list so far. I haven't actually read the synopsis for many of the others. Um, and I will do. I'll add them all to my um, TBR on Goodreads at some point. Um, yeah, I I have a little like TBR list on Goodreads too for all of them. Yeah, well, aside from reading There There, which I do need to read more this week, I've been reading Exciting Times. I want to be able to say her name, but it's Misha one of those... Dolan. Thank you. It's one of those very classic Irish names where you don't actually know how to say it because it doesn't... It's not said in the way that it's spelt, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, I, I, I've watched a lot of videos of how Saoirse Ronan uh, pronounces her name, and it's spelt like Saoirse Ronan's name but just with an n so it and then I watched a video and I think it's Nisha Dolan Nisha Dolan okay yeah um so I'm reading that um you weren't 100% sure whether I would like it or not you said it was similar to normal people but yeah. that the first half of it was super pretentious is what you told yes. me I agree yes. with this statement so much yes I'm struggling <laughs> to get through the first half of the book um, yeah once once the uh once the the female character comes in because the whole the premise of the book is this like love triangle but with this girl one uh, two girls and a guy so this one girl the main character um has like this sugar daddy kind of type situation with this one guy and but then she kind of like falls in love with this girl and so um when when the girl comes in which I think is it's it's like after the first third when she comes in the pretentiousness is so much less there because I think that the pretentiousness is part of the dynamic between um the two like the male and the female Mm. yeah so I started reading it um day like four or five after having my wisdom teeth out there was no way I could read a book in the first few days I could barely focus Mm -hmm. on the television let alone read a book um and yeah like it's been okay I do need to push past that uh first third though it sounds like because I was struggling to read it like I haven't really had the desire to pick it up in the last week and a half um I've also I've just remembered um my sister um my sister rented what's it called uh midnight sun from the library and I've been I've been I just started it on my phone too oh okay so you've actually (laughs) you're actually reading it now yeah it oh my god is he ever creepy yeah see I still don't want to read it I feel like I need to so that I can have a proper opinion about it very similarly to American Dirt um but I don't want to read it Zara bought it um so I'll read her copy but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what you think of it because I know you're going to have some very strong opinions. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it's like it's like a little bit fun so far. Like I'm not, I'm not like too too like shitting on it, but uh, it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> I just think like yeah. it's just like uh. I don't know how to explain it. I just like, it just like really cements how freaking creepy Edward was. I just like, and the thing is, is I didn't even like Jacob either. I was never like team Edward, team Jacob. I was like team fuck both of them. And Bella, you're kind of annoying. Yeah, I did get to that point near the end for sure. I liked, my favorite character was Alice and um, Rosalie. Those were my favorites. Mm. 
I liked the the, the girl vampires. I thought they were kind of cool. But yeah, so that's been kind of interesting. I'm excited to try and um, like finish it and see how I how I like it in the end. How terrible it is. Yeah, my sister. My sister's the only person because she's the one who she read it first and she's the reason I'm reading it now because she convinced me every single person I've seen that's reviewed it has said it's like absolutely trash um but my sister was like I actually kind of liked it and I think the reason she liked it is because um she went in like thinking it was gonna be trash and she said that it was just like mindless entertainment for her which is what all of the books have always been really yeah which is pretty accurate yeah I think to expect I mean, great literature from Stephanie Meyer is a big leap, but if you're just looking for something to <laughs> amuse you for on the beach, you know, it's like it's an easy beach read kind of a book, a book series. Yeah. I, um, what was I going to say? I've been like fighting. I really want to reread Akotar because it's so great. And I've been trying to get you to read it for so long. You, but, you say that, but then you also throw a million other books at me that I just have to read like immediately because you want to talk about it. So it keeps I falling know. down the list. It's I, you, I, gotta, I don't read I gotta, as much as you do. I know, but like I've already reread it once this year and I'm like, do I really need to waste precious reading time on rereading the same thing that I've already like read twice already? But like, I just, I just find it so cozy. Mm. I feel like it's like... Like, that used to be how I treated Harry Potter. Like, I used to reread Harry Potter all the time because it was so cozy. But then J.K. Rowling just became so trash that I've had, like... I've had a very, like, tough time with my relationship with Harry Potter recently. And I just don't know really how to, like, engage with it without feeling depressed and sad about the whole situation. Um, Because J.K. Rowling's just the worst. Mm. And... Yeah, so, but if so, Akator is kind of like replace that. So I might, I might, maybe closer to Christmas because it gives me a lot of Christmas vibes, even though it's like not Christmassy at all. I just, I don't know. It's a cozy, nice book series to read. Yeah. Maybe I'll try and read it over my summer break. Yeah, it's like, it, and it's so easy. It's because it's like why, it's also like YA fantasy ish. Mm. So it's like, it's so mind numbingly like easy to go through. I read the whole thing in like four days and there's four books. Mm, okay. Maybe I will try and read it over um, summer break because that's coming up not too far away now. It's like a month away now. It is a month tomorrow. Summer break. Until Christmas <sighs> for us. It's yeah, we're, no, we're a month I, away from Christmas Eve, which is I crazy. Think we're, I think I'm five weeks. Uh, one, two, three, four. Four, no, four weeks. Yeah, so we're four weeks and four days away from Christmas. Mental. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put our Christmas tree up this weekend, I think. We're thinking we might not do one. I feel like I feel like if I lived somewhere where Christmas was in the middle of summer, I would never put a Christmas tree up. The smell is beautiful. Like, it's it's a joy, and it's fun decorating it, and it's a unique, fun thing to have for, like, a month of the year. But it's yeah. also something that, like, severely triggers, like, Samford, for example, with his allergies. Like, he struggles enough with jinx. Get a fake one. 
Yeah, but all, a lot of the fake ones are crap looking. You have to spend a lot of money on a fake tree to make it look good. We got a pretty good one for like 150 bucks that we got at Michael's. But ours is like really weirdly shaped because we only could get one of those like really tall skinny ones because that's the only thing that fits in our hmm. tiny like apartment. So, right. but um yeah, I was going to be like, you should check Michael's or Canadian Tire, but you don't have either of those things. So. No. I mean, we're thinking we might just put decorations up around the living room and like maybe just pin some decorations to the wall, like create some kind of like wall tree thing. I don't know. Maybe even create a tree out of the, like the fireplace, like have big lines of uh, lights running from the top of the fireplace down to the ceiling and in a cone shape. Because we're not using the fire at the moment anyway. It's about to be fucking boiling outside. So Yeah, that sounds cool. Mm. You should maybe... um. Uh, do you guys have any like really large house plants? No, none big enough to um, be a Christmas tree. Oh, that's too. That's what. Um, that's what my parents used to do when we first got our cats, and like we couldn't things. So they just like hung all the ornaments on all their house plants. It's mm, a good idea. I don't think any of our house plants are actually like structurally sound enough to hold <laughs> decorations. I think they're all like floppy things. That's fair. Mm. That's fair. We'll see. Oh, I'm so not what sure. have you what what have you been watching? The Crown. <laughs> oh yeah, I've never seen it. I, you're missing out. <laughs> I know everyone tells me that they tell it's... me I'm missing out with The Crown, that I'm missing out with The Queen's Gambit, I'm missing out with Game of Thrones. I, there's just so many things that I'm missing out on. I know Game of Thrones is a really like Herculean task at this point because it is a lot of content to get through. Um, but The Queen is a lot shorter. It's like half the amount of episodes as Game of Thrones. And it's just kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, we're one episode away from finishing the season, which I'm kind of sad about. But yeah. This is all about like Diana and Charles's relationship and how fucked up it was, right? Essentially, yeah. This season. I, I've heard that the, the royals aren't very happy with how they're being portrayed oh, this season. Course, well, they're, they're never happy about it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They're all, they've always been really kind of unhappy with how they're being portrayed in the show. Um, yeah. there's been a complaint for the last few seasons but also it's taking history and making it interesting for television like there has to be some level of artistic license I think, I think that it's probably more accurate than like they want to let off I, I have a feeling that the reason that they're annoyed with how they're being portrayed is because it's accurate yeah and it's hard to explain unless you have seen it but yeah there's like some of the really ugly stuff coming out and it as we say, we don't know exactly how true all of this stuff is, but it is entirely possible that if they are really upset that it's kind of accurate. So who knows? Yeah. It's fun television and it explains some major historical moments that uh, we weren't alive for, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're about to slowly start getting into the stuff that we actually were alive for. Um, I just... Um I just was talking to my mom the other day about like Diana and Charles's wedding and how apparently like um, her, her entire family got together and had like a, a pajama party and watched the whole thing like live on TV and had like all wore tiaras and like had champagne and like hors d'oeuvres and stuff. That's amazing. Yeah, I think she I, I've heard the actress that's playing Diana looks so much like her. Yeah, I watched a couple of interviews with her yesterday, um, and she's quite lovely. She reminds me a lot of um, Sunbeam's Jess in a lot of ways, actually, interestingly. Oh! Um, but yeah, she's she's very good. She's doing a fantastic job. Apparently, she didn't even audition for, for Diana. She just came in to 
read as Diana for some other kind of read thing. Oh, there you you went frozen and now you're back. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) I was talking. I'm like, why is she talking over me? How rude. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'm pretty sure she's talking because she was like mid-sentence, but I can't see her mouth moving. So I'm confused. (laughs) Um, Yeah, apparently she didn't actually audition for Diana. She came in to do like to read behind the camera for some kind of other thing. And oh. they liked her for it and asked her if she would be Diana. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, you should watch it. It is good, but you don't... I mean, you could... I've heard some people say that you can kind of watch any season in, like, a, a chunk and not feel like you're missing out on anything major. Um, but if you do watch it, I would watch it from the beginning because there's a couple of contextual things, like Charles's upbringing and everything mm-hmm. that happened with... Um, Margaret and everything like that that you kind of want to have the context back in the day to understand the nuance of some of the stuff in the newer season but sometimes I think that Charles is gonna die before Queen Elizabeth does I mean it's possible they're both fucking old at this point yeah I my favorite is I like Harry and Meghan they're my favorite from the royal family I wonder whether they're going to do the show up until Harry and Meghan like I hope so Harry's Harry exists now in the show as a little boy Megan could play Megan. Oh, wouldn't the royal family hate that? <laughs> oh my gosh, wouldn't that be so good? But then she probably wouldn't want to like be kissing like her husband's lookalike on TV. That's a bit weird. That'd be so funny though if they actually cast her to do it. That'd be brilliant. Uh, yeah, that if they could get her to do it. They um, they live part time here now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I heard that. Um, yeah, part time there, part time in the UK, LA. Oh, in LA. They don't live in the UK at all anymore? Not really. No, oh, okay. they haven't been back in a lo- since they left the royal family. Yeah, oh, fun. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go back during COVID, that's for damn sure. Yeah, I mean, LA's the, not, it's not like LA's much better than the UK, yeah, though. But we're doing okay. Yeah, you guys are doing all right. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> like the UK is not doing as bad as the US, but they're, like, really not doing that good. No. They had, like, this whole, like, thing. They, they were doing, like, this, like, eat out, dine out, help out thing that yeah. was, like, literally encouraging people in the middle of a pandemic to go out. And then they were like, I can't, I don't understand why there's so many community transmissions. It's like, Duh. oh, shit. <laughs> God, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, Are you watching anything new, though? Well, I just watched quite possibly the saddest episode of Grey's Anatomy in the entire series yesterday. Yeah, there were a lot of um, sobbing faces on your Instagram story. Yeah, like, so if if you have ever watched Grey's Anatomy, everyone would know the plane crash episode, which is the season finale of season eight. Mm -hmm. And um, it was so much worse than I remember it being. Like, I remember it being really sad the first time I saw it, like when it first came out. But I, I was like emotionally shattered at the end i i'm so mad about what happened i like it makes me so upset that both lexi and mark die like sorry spoilers if you've never seen Grey's anatomy but it came out like 10 years ago so it's not my problem um (laughs) we only say this because i think that the last time you did a Grey's anatomy spoiler samford just to be a bit of a dick like messaged one of us I can't remember who and was just like yo spoilers in that episode and it's like mate (laughs) it doesn't count as spoilers if it's been out for a very long time yeah like uh, I think season eight literally happened in like 2012 so 
it's now 2020. Mm-hmm. You, I'm, it's it's your problem if you haven't seen it. But yeah, Lexi and Mark. It's like in I remembered them like kind of just getting back together and then them dying and it being sad. But it's not. They didn't even get back together. They just like he like basically professed his love to her and was like, I regret not telling you this sooner as she was dying under a plane. It was like so sad. Anyways. So, yeah, I watched the saddest episode of Grey's Anatomy yesterday. <laughs> But still tracking your way through it slowly but surely. Yeah. So now, now we um, we've watched more seasons than there are seasons left. Okay. If, so you're so, over halfway. Yeah. So there's 17 seasons. They're showing season 17 on TV right now, um, and I think only like two or three episodes have come out. And so we have nine through 16 to watch. It's a lot of content. Yeah, so eight more seasons, technically. We're, like, mm. at the halfway point. It's a lot of content. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been a really good thing to keep us distracted, though. We watch, like, maybe two or three episodes a day, and we've been doing this for, like, a couple of months now, I guess. And, um, yeah, we've been just chugging, chugging along, and I think we might be done it by the end of the year. Maybe? Oh, you'd have to fucking power through it to make that happen. Um, once Julian gets off work, we might have like longer watching days. We have done a lot of talking. And yeah, we're at 45 minutes. But you also got a phone call halfway through that lasted like 10 minutes. It wasn't quite that long, surely. It was like five. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like we've just like talked. We, we were going to do what were we, we were going to do talk about Enneagram tests today. But now we're we're already 45 minutes through this. <laughs> I know. I Yeah. I mean, I can probably cut some of that stuff out, but like probably not enough about, to make it an easy episode to get through. How about how about instead I just ask you to talk about some of the sewing projects you're working on? Okay, sure. Yeah. Maybe we'll just do a general life update episode. I just want to talk because really I'm I'm only asking you so that I can talk about my yarn. <laughs> okay, yeah. So through this whole thing, as always, um, hold on. As always, we are um, on FaceTime together while doing this so that we can actually look at each other. And basically this entire time, Coley has been like twisting and nursing this skein of wool that she hand dyed yesterday and is very proud of. Um, it's so pretty it's so beautiful if you follow her on instagram you will have seen her doing this and talking about it yesterday a lot because she was very happy with it um so i'm gonna let you go first and talk about your yarn dyeing adventures because i know that's really what you want to talk about (laughs) yeah so i have dyed my very first skein that's like was successful actually this is technically my second i did one on saturday but it didn't come out at all how i wanted it to like it still came out really pretty um, but it just was like kind of like a n- very vibrant neon green, which I like wasn't really going for. Um, and then I ended up talking to um, Taylor from Fiber for the People, who is a yarn dyer, and she has like the best YouTube channel ever. That's what I should have told you I've been watching because I basically like binged watched every single one of her videos like four times over to look at her process on how she dyes yarn. And, um, I messaged her on Saturday and I was like, I'm trying to kind of like achieve this. And I watched your videos, but like, I'm a bit confused on how I fucked up on this. Like, do you have any advice? And she, she gave me some advice. And so I dyed it again on um, Sunday last night and it came out so perfect. It was like exactly what I wanted. But the problem is, is I, I don't have enough like dyes now. So I need to go buy more dye so I can actually like 
achieve more colors. Yeah, because I was wondering whether your next attempt was going to be a different colorway. I thought that you'd bought like a big bunch of different colors of dye. I don't know why I thought that. I, I thought you well, told me that, but... I have I have like the three primary colors, so red, yellow, blue, oh, okay. um, which I got in a... <laughs> this is like the most niche thing ever, but there's this subscription service from We've talked Knit about Crate. this on the pod before. I think I remember saying yeah. it's like this is the most niche thing you ever get. Yarn dyeing subscription. Yeah, so, so niche. I'll get I'll get six more dyes through that subscription. Okay. The second box it should hopefully be here this week. And then um I'll get the third box at the end of December. So I'll get three more dyes um tomorrow or this week hopefully. And but I I Oh, oh my gosh. I just had a power outage. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to disconnect my Wi-Fi. Hopefully it's going to connect. Can you hear me? Charlotte? Charlotte! Oh, reconnecting. Oh my goodness. (laughs) My power just went out, guys. She's probably so confused. I'm going to have to call her back, I think. My power just went out. Oh, crap. Yeah, so I need to go find a candle. One sec. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, we just had a power outage. Oh, that explains why it was just so frozen. Like, I took a screenshot of um, where it froze, because it was, it was quite funny. But, oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> if I leave this in, we're going on a big journey through the house currently. It's barely light enough at your place currently because the sun is pretty much set by now, I assume, right? Oh, yeah, no, the sun set half an hour ago. Yeah, so it's, like, barely light enough. Like, the phone is lighting every little part of the place as you run around trying to grab some candles. Yeah, so the sun set... I'm back on my mic now. Um, the sun set about 30 minutes ago, so it's pretty dark. Oh, never mind. The power came back. Oh, weird. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, it, I mean, something like weird just happened on the street. This happens like more often than I want to admit, but yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'm going to light some candles in case because it might go out again. Are we on FaceTime on your data now? Yeah. Okay. So at the very least, if the power goes out again, it will just be a little bit of a fright for both of us and we won't actually cut the call. (laughs) Yeah. If if you just get the audio recording of me being like, oh shit, the power went out. Yeah, I'm actually going to be quite excited to hear that part because it was just dead quiet here for like 30 seconds before you called me back and was just like, the power's gone. <laughs> yeah, okay, I've got some candles. We're we're back in the game. Um, basically, I'm what was gonna, I saying? Oh, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to send you the screenshot that I took while you were frozen, by the way, because okay. it was very like... <laughs> oh. oh, my Google Homes are making a lot of sounds. <laughs> They're all coming back to life. Yeah, they were a bit confused. Yeah, so... um. Yeah, so for, okay, my sister's never going to listen to this, so I'm just going to talk about it. Um, For Christmas this year, um, I have my sister for um, Secret Santa. We do a Secret Santa every year, so you get, like, one person and you get, like, a budget and you have to, like, give them something. And so my sister's favorite color is, like, teal, like, the colors that I kind of dyed this skein. So I'd gone to Granville Island last week to go to this art store to get some more dyes in those colors so that I could practice dyeing something so that I can make her I'm going to make her a sweater and the matching headband for Christmas. Um, as her, like, 
yeah, as her secret Santa gift, but I'm going to hand dye it myself. Um, so that's why I have a bunch of like blues and greens, but other than like the few blues and greens that I have, I only have like red, yellow and, um, blue. So I want to go get, um, some like pinks and purples and oranges so I can try doing some other stuff as well. Mm, which would be exciting. I reckon you need to start like, you're so fast at knitting now. You need to start making some toques and like sell them with your hand dyed yarn and start covering some of your costs for spending all the money on dye. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm going to, I kind of want to make a knitting Instagram. Still haven't decided what I'm going to call it, but uh, who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe 2021 is the year that I just say fuck it to my job and I become a yarn dyer. (laughs) Because at this rate... I'm already halfway there. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're mentally in it. You're just like, yeah, I like this. This is good. Yeah. So that's, that's like, that's it in terms of yarn dyeing. It's so much fun. I'm kind of addicted to it. I like was going to die today while I was working, but then I was waiting for, I just got a new scale so I could measure out my yarn or my dyes more specifically. Hmm. Um, and I was waiting for it to come from Amazon and it just showed up, um, right before I started, um, this call with you. So, um, I'll hopefully maybe die some tonight while Jules and I watch TV. Nice. Yeah. So, so now let's talk about what you've been sewing because you've been making some really cute stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, as, as we've talked about, I got into sewing over lockdowns because it was a, it was a good hobby to pick up. And as I was, I've probably mentioned before, I just want to be able to make all the stuff in my head. I Mm -hmm. love the idea of using patterns. It pretty much gives you a, like, this is definitely going to turn into something that you can wear. Um, but I also know what would look good on my body because I've tried things on and maybe there's been something not quite right about it. So I know what I would need to change. And my goal is to get to a point where I can make the stuff in my head happen because I can never find it quite how I want it in stores Um, and Mm -hmm. if I do find how I want it it's always the one that costs minimum of $300 (laughs) always (laughs) because I'm just that bitch I'm I'm I have I have very intense tastes (laughs) expensive tastes I just saw the screenshot you texted (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, eh? <laughs> uh, it's that's not good. I, yeah, that's it's... how I knew you were proper frozen because it was just like that for a full 20 seconds. I was like, huh, that's yeah. not coming back. For some reason, like when I try and flip between Wi-Fi and my data on FaceTime, like when I'm mid FaceTime, it never reconnects. I have to like hang up and call back. Yeah, we've tried it a couple of times and it never really works properly. I feel like these two things would be such a pretty color pairing. I have my like yarn that I just dyed. And then I was just looking at one of these toques that I made last year for Julian. And it's, it's like, like a, a burnt orange color. It's almost like a cinnamon color. I think the, the name of the color is cinnamon. Look at me. I need to just help you name all your yarn. That was right on the yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. Yeah, so. Oh, Julian's home. Oh, hi, Jules. He can't hear me, but I'm expecting Charlotte you to pass it on. Hi. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> he says hi. Wow, this is the most chaotic podcast episode. <laughs> I know, cutting it together is going to be interesting. Yeah. Julian's interrupted. You got a phone call. We've talked about nothing. <laughs> but it's yeah, okay. this has been chaotic. I think it'll be good. I mean, this, is, this has ended up being a little bit like a catch-up, almost. Yeah. In, in a, Honestly, in a though, yeah. 
like I feel like this is like a summary of what 2020 has been like for me I go in with the best of intentions and then it just turns into chaos <laughs> yeah to be fair though today we didn't really have a plan we, were, we we decided like two hours ago what we were maybe going to do today but yeah. we have also spent the morning planning out what we're going to do for the rest of the year so hopefully the rest of the year we'll have slightly structured stuff <laughs> happening so that it's mm-hmm. not just a little bit of a, a, a ramble fest like this one was which I'm not mad about like it's been conversational it's been cute I've enjoyed myself hopefully you yeah. have um yeah but yeah anyway I sorry I was in the middle of saying something about sewing when you saw the photo um and then Jules turned up and then everything just went to chaos again yeah um behind me which Cole can kind of see over my shoulder is a very mm-hmm. massive pile of fabric and I have like this big long list of things that I want to try and do by the end of the year and like I'm trying to make a summer wardrobe I've always hated my summer wardrobe so I'm trying to make stuff that I actually like um because I always find it hard to find summer dresses that fit me in the right way like they fit me really well most places and then it's really bad across the chest or it's really bad mood and like length it must be really hard for you especially because short dresses must be really difficult for you because you're so tall yeah they just don't exist in my life Mm. or like like the ones that I do have like I only exclusively wear at the beach where it doesn't matter that my ass is hanging out because like finding a dress that's short and a proper length or what I have to do is I have to order it like two sizes up and then I just wear like it super baggy yeah because even me because my I have problems with short dresses because like I'm, I'm kind of like average height I'm like five seven um but my chest rocks dresses up in the front. So they always end up being way too short in the front. Whereas mm-hmm. if you don't know, I think we've mentioned this before. Cole is like six foot. So like mm-hmm. short dresses on just like an average height person. It's basically a t-shirt on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got a big butt. I've always have. And so things always ride up in the back because my butt sticks out. Yeah. You but need to get back into okay. sewing again and you can make yourself some summer dresses. I know. I just don't have the space for it. I just like, um, yeah, I miss pattern drafting a lot. Like I that, I did it a lot in high school and I sewed a lot in high school. It was like a big um, part of my entire like high school life. I spent like almost all my lunch hours in the um, sewing room and like that's exactly what I would do. But I just, I'm already running out of space just with like knitting supplies if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I was just talking to Cole before we um, started recording this. It's like, I want to get some kind of drawer unit or something to help store all of my sewing stuff. Because at this point, um, like I have a wardrobe in my room. I currently have like three fabric supermarket shopping bags full of fabric. I have two sewing machines here. I have a big box full of like bias tape and scissors and copious amounts of elastic and all that sort of stuff i have an iron i have an ironing board um i also have a full plastic container thing full of all of the yarn that mum had collected over the last 20 years since she stopped Mm -hmm. knitting 25 years she she basically knitted when i was a baby when she was pregnant with me and when i was a baby and she hasn't since but she has all this wool stashed away so i've got that here i need proper storage for all of this i need to actually buy some drawer units and i need to buy some more like plastic clip wheel containers i think is maybe the solve for all the fabric and then figure Mm -hmm. out a way to like sort it and fold it and like organize it within there i just it's it's a bit chaotic for my liking right now and i don't like that i i also have like half my fabric at mom's place because i 
ask her she's a she's a gem she washes my fabric for me because her washing machine is very bougie it like consents how heavy the drum is <laughs> and it will just distribute the amount of water it needs to do that thing so you can wash like very small loads of laundry and it will use like a very small amount of water so i get her to wash my fabric for me um before you sew because you should wash your fabric most not all fabric types are that you should wash your fabric before you sew with it so you know what it's going to do when you wet it um you don't end up like shrinking your garment after making it <laughs> um and yeah so like half my fabric is with her and i, like, I want to know where everything is so at least if i organize it here i know if something's missing but currently everything's just a massive mess i have the only thing that's semi-organized it's not organized right now but it has like dividers and little different containers is the stuff with the scissors and the elastic and all that sort of stuff but everything else is just doing yeah. my head in i need to organize it all I also, yeah, I also need to move my iMac box out of my wardrobe. I think that'll help. I need to store that somewhere else. <laughs> but Yeah. Julian and I, for our anniversary, talked about, as a gift to one another, like hiring a personal organizer and getting them to come in and help organize our whole place better. Interesting. Um, but the pandemic hit, so... You, like inviting people into your home or like getting someone to come into your home is kind of hard. But mm. I think we might... I might see if he will be keen to do it in the new year and like do all of it like organize my desk organize our cubbies organize my closet organize the kitchen and the bathroom and like just get everything in like like the you know like the the that tv show the home edit on um netflix where i I haven't watched it yeah like where like it's basically a giant advertisement for the container store (laughs) that's what i want my place to be yeah i yeah i just i strive to have everything in this space more organized it yeah if i think also like when it just frustrates me that everything's literally just shoved into the wardrobe and i can't access everything that i need at any given point i also think like once it's organized and like it, it, everything has a place it's so much easier to put things away because you know where its place is mm-hmm. versus like there's just so many st- things that we like don't really have a place for that like my solution is just like well i'm just gonna hide it in this drawer for now yeah like my and i'll deal with it later my sewing i guess my sewing accoutrement box the thing with the elastics and the and the scissors and the, the blah, 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 lives on my desk currently it, there's room mm-hmm. for it in the cupboard but if i shove it in the cupboard then i can't really access anything else in the cupboard and because i'm sewing like most a lot of evenings when i have time it's easier to just keep it out the sewing machine lives on my desk currently um, mm-hmm. my fabric pile kind of lives out because it's easier having it out than in the cupboard. And like, at least if I had it more organized, so it was easier to pull things in and out, I'd probably be more likely to actually just put them away at the end of the day because it's like, okay, it's easier to get from the cupboard now instead of having to like uh, uh, pull layers of stuff out of the cupboard to, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, yeah, still in my head and I like things to be organized and currently it is not... <laughs> My place is, like, a complete and utter fucking disaster. You're kind of lucky in that you have a lot of storage options, though. You've got, like, a lot of, like, cupboards and drawer units and all that sort of stuff. So you have space to chuck everything, which is good. Yeah, it's just, like, when you open those drawers, it's, like, it's, like, all hell's gone loose. Like, you should, (laughs) like, my, it's actually disturbing. Mm. We have, like, this one drawer in our kitchen that, like, is literally, like, if I just need to tidy, I'll just, like, put all of the things I don't know where they go, like, in this trash drawer, and then, and then then Julian gets annoyed. (laughs) But I'm, like, I just want it out of my, like, face. I just don't want to look at it. Yeah. 
I think I need to just be smarter about how I'm storing stuff too. Like I have, it's very hard to explain without doing a visual of even like holding up my hands, but my platform bed has like cross beam things that sit on the floor and then like a platform on top of it. Um, Mm -hmm. There's like little holes in the middle that you cannot get to unless you move the mattress off and then you pull the planks out. It's like, it's hard to get to, but it would be good storage for like winter coats, which I only need for about five months of the year. Like I'm not likely Mm -hmm. to wear my coats until like May next year at this point. It's about to be so boiling that I can barely wear clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, it's probably a good spot that I could chuck those because they take up a lot of room in my wardrobe. Like I love coats and I love winter boots not going to be able to wear any of them for ages so at least if i chuck them under the bed but i need something to put them in i can't just chuck them under the bed on the floor i need to actually find a container that fits that spot so all these little things i i just there's opportunities i just need to be smart about how i do it i need to think about it i need a plot (laughs) yeah that's fair that's fair i am yeah i just am thought like i'm i just wish i had the type of brain like the people on the home edit like i wish i had that kind of organizational brain but like i just am not that kind of person my version Mm. of organization is like i'm gonna put it all into this folder so that i don't have to see it and then when it gets too stressful and everything's falling out then i'll fix it yeah my rationale for putting stuff away which i've only picked up over the last couple of years is like where would i look for it yeah and that's where that's it should fair. live <laughs> like that's actually that's actually a genius thing yeah so like i i bought i didn't buy it i had these boxes and i've like got one on my bookshelf next to me which sits next to my desk and that's where i put all of my random technology shit because i didn't want living on my desk and i'm like if mm-hmm. i was going to look for that it would be near my desk so i need something near my desk or like everything to do with like jewelry that doesn't live like on my hands day to day is all in like my bedside table because that's where i'd go to look for it um sometimes there's no solution to that answer sometimes it's like i have no idea where i would look for it but if you go to find it and it's not where it should be then you know that you should probably move where it lives yeah that (laughs) makes sense just of it no it's perfect not a perfect system but no, but it, I think that that's, that's, a, that's a, a, a pretty decent system. Yeah. Easier when you've just got the one space full of your crap, though. Yeah. Eventually, eventually I'll, I'll, I'll deal with this place. Eventually we'll get to it. Mm. Since this has ended up being just a random rambly life update, anything else interesting going on before we sign out? Because I think we should sign it off soon. It's starting to get pretty long. Mm, no basically my whole life is just yarn <laughs> and lots of website builds she's got quite a few clients at the oh, moment yeah. she's oh my god i yeah i i somehow when i thought that i was like doing my last project of the year i actually have like three more projects to finish before christmas now which like i don't know how that i don't know how that happened but i'm excited that like the the th- couple of projects that i'm working on right now are really cool so and you'll make bank pre-Christmas. <laughs> yeah, which is always ideal. <laughs> Best time of year to get some extra money through the door. Yeah, I always, like, this time of year is always my busiest, usually, mm. and then the beginning of the year, usually. And then summer, usually everything dies down, mainly because I, like, don't really like to take clients on in the summer either. I would rather work on personal things or, like, maintenance or, like, cleaning up and, like, those kind of things during the summer because I like to spend the summer up at my cabin with my family, and it's just, like, better that way. Yeah. But. Works out well. Yeah. Especially when you're in lockdown, like you, because you, how long are you in lockdown for now? It's, I don't know, 
it's in, indefinite. Indefinite. Oh, that's depressing. I think they like technically extended it to December fifth or something like that, but it's it, it's kind of like all up in the air because no one's listening, so no one's actually doing it, and uh, because of that, it's just getting worse. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Meanwhile, it's, I'm it's bad. Hoping things maintain their like slight control so that we can actually have the summer that we're all planning out because we've all got like we've got a new year's party happening here not a huge party we're talking like 20 so people jealous maybe. um we've got a christmas eve party where all our families are going to descend on the house on christmas eve um i'm going away to my batch with my family on christmas by the way batch is a kiwiism it's um basically just the holiday house it's the kiwi version of Coley's cabin um so I'm going to do that for like five or six days, which we won't be able to do if we go into lockdown because you can't travel during lockdowns in New Zealand. So, um, and I like, I have heaps of friends who are going camping. I have friends who are doing like a three week road trip through New Zealand, um, in their camper van. Like we've all started putting up these like very exciting summer break, Christmas, new year plans. And it's not like, we're all aware of how lucky we are that we are in a country where we can make these plans, but we're also like, holding on hope that everything stays as it is currently so that we can actually do all of these things because we're all like this year's been crap and these like two or three weeks over summer we're just gonna like relax have fun do all these things and then we'll come back to work in 2021 and hopefully all feel a little bit better about life Mm -hmm. and I think we all kind of are quite looking forward to like lying in the sun and relaxing and not having I'm to worry so about shit jealous. for a while. Yeah. I'm so jealous. It's like four degrees. We're not allowed to like see anybody right now. And it's so cold and miserable. <laughs> yeah. That second lockdown was pretty similar to, to that for me. Our first lockdown was in like proper summer. Well, not proper summer. It was like the end of summer. So it was still warm and lovely outside. But the second also- lockdown was like very cold and miserable and gray. And it was like really grim. Well, I should also say, like, we're not actually in, like, a full lockdown. Like, restaurants are still open. You can go and sit in a restaurant. You can go to the mall. You can go to stores. You can go shopping. You can do whatever. You're just not supposed to have people over at your house. And so it's still just, like, a half lockdown. Like, we've never actually done a full-blown lockdown. Kids are still in school. Um, yeah, so it's not, like, even our my version of a lockdown has ne- is not even close to what some people's lockdowns have been like. Oh, yeah, that's not really a lockdown in my mind at all. That's like, that's the kind of the equivalent of like our level two on the level system, I guess. Yeah. Well, we're, yeah, we're just not allowed to have anyone at your, our house. Mm. You're not allowed to go over to anybody's house. You're not allowed to see anyone outside of who you live with. Um, but like, it's kind of a dumb system, in my opinion, because like, what like you can't see anyone you can't have anyone over to your house but you could technically go to a restaurant and sit at the table next to them and like talk to them you know what i mean like there's so many workarounds like but it it, i think our government's just trying to maintain the economy at the same time as try and limit the community transmissions and we have some communities of people like that just like really aren't listening and mm. really don't care and are having parties of like 20, 40, 50. They, like, so, like I, I drove past a, like a 400 person wedding the other day. And See, it, that's like, just, I, I get that if you've booked in a wedding, it would be gutting to cancel it. But like, 
that's just really disrespectful yeah. to all the people who are actually trying. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's fucked. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know how it'll go. I think it'll be a weird winter, and then hopefully, come springtime, maybe a vaccine will actually be a thing. Anyways, I think we should wrap this one up. Yeah, we've been recording okay. for a while. I can't see how long we've been recording. You can see easier. I've one hour and sixteen minutes and eleven seconds. Okay, so it'll probably be trimmed down to about an hour. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure to give it a like if you can and share it uh, with people and tell people why you like listening to it so we can get some more listeners. And um, I am at Bonjour Coley on Instagram. Charlotte is at Charlotte Sonia Turner on Instagram Mm -hmm. if you want to give us a follow. And I guess that's it. So see you later. We'll see you next week. Bye. Okay. Bye.